0: To know, him. are you ready for start time? This is the Dab Podcast. <sighs> okay, well, let me kind of move your things around here, you know. Rome Solo Friday Dab. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this here is coming down through the audience, What look looks like it just came out of the basement. <laughs> it's it's showtime. All right, let's bring to the stage, now, Your Highness. Yeah. Uh. Welcome in Friday Dab episode 42, Rome Solo. I am your host Andrew Romanella, taking you all the way through this morning. Dab. Get us on Twitter. Get us on Instagram. Get us on Facebook at Dab Podcast on all of them. Hit us on the Gmail at DabPodcast at gmail.com. Check the website out, DabPodcast.com. And of course, you can listen to this podcast anywhere. Anywhere. I list them all the time. And when you're done listening, please give us the five-star rating and help us out. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you were watching the end of the Lakers-Celtics game last night. And if you saw the beautiful game winner from the elbow by Rajon Rondo, how sweet that must have been for him on his the home floor in which he had won a championship with a one Paul Pierce and a one Kevin Garnett for the Boston Celtics in 2008. Historic championship. A lot of people believed that championship is what began the big three era in NBA basketball. And a focal point in the big three era of NBA basketball is LeBron James. And this past week, I have been increasingly more frustrated with LeBron James. This has been a love hate relationship, this has been a roller coaster ride. Oftentimes, with me, Coming to the conclusion that he isn't the greatest of all time. And I think this week has given me the final stamp as to why I feel that way. And remember, this is all opinionated, right? I'm a firm believer, especially in basketball, but in any sport, it's hard to have the greatest of all time debate when you have such differences in the errors that certain guys played in, it is so hard to compare football from when Johnny Unitas was playing to when Joe Namath was playing to when Brett Favre was playing to now while Tom Brady's playing. Have the fundamentals of football stayed the same? Sure, maybe. But the eras, the eras, Especially when you talk about quarterback in that example, I've changed so much. Same thing with basketball. I was at practice the other day, had a conversation with one of my players. I don't think LeBron James would be this good in the 90s. Not because of his talent level, not because of his basketball IQ, not because of his size, not because of his weight, none of that. But because in the 90s, he wouldn't be getting calls. He would be getting put on his ass. Guys wouldn't be as afraid to play physical with LeBron. And the best part about it was the referees probably would let most of it go. Change the game. Change the way he plays. Probably changes some of the 32,000 points that put him into the fifth all-time spot in NBA history. I don't know. I mean, I was only a kid in the 90s, so I could be wrong there. But this whole conversation about LeBron, the GOAT, LeBron versus MJ, Brady, insert quarter versus insert quarterback here, whatever sport, whether it's a Barry Bonds when you're talking about the home run king or or a Pete Rose when you're talking about the hit king, or when you start talking about the greatest pitchers of all time, whatever it is. Whatever that whatever goat conversation you're having can't happen without talking about errors but for lebron here's my problem let's say we we took that general basis out of it okay we'll we'll we'll, we'll eliminate the errors we'll pretend like the game has been the same the whole time for this conversation for sake of this conversation playing hypotheticals i don't put lebron in there because of the way he acts and what do i mean by this ladies and gentlemen well the other night lebron james is Los Angeles Lakers team got shellacked, murdered. I think they were playing the Pacers. Lost by like 40 plus points. This man, LeBron James, goes to reporters after the game and says, yeah, "It's the worst time to be on social media. All the young players, you know, got to stay off social media. Blah, 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 blah. Then, I don't know how many minutes later, I don't know how many hours later, goes on social media to congratulate himself for 32,000 points. What? Hold on. Guys can't go on social media. I'm the leader of a ball club. I'm the leader of a team. I'm a leader of an organization. I'm the guy that came to Los Angeles so that I could turn this, I could bring them back to greatness, turn them around. Save the Lakers. Kobe's welcoming into the fraternity. Magic Johnson. Great players everywhere. Let's do this thing. Don't go on social media. Then goes on social media. And that's the basis of my issue with LeBron. I, I am a firm believer. And you can go look at goats in any sport, and not all of them are perfect. We know that. Michael Jordan left basketball for two years to play baseball because of off-the-court issues that were going on in the NBA. Very tough, very tough to have a greatest player of all time playing in your professional league that's doing bad things off the field. But until social media, until the emergence of of all of these media outlets and the ability to get so connected to these players, not as many people knew that stuff. So maybe maybe there's a recency bias in that aspect. But I have a hard time believing that if there was social media in the 90s, when Michael Jordan scored his 32,000th point, he didn't write something like this to himself on Instagram. Still can't believe when I'm listed with any of the greatest of greats to ever play this beautiful game. The man above, thank you so much for picking me up and out of where I come from. Making me see what was my path out of it and taking full advantage of it. This is crazy to me. Don't even have anything else to say because so much is going through my mind right now. Guess all I can say is, thank you, basketball. I mean, that's beautiful. If somebody else wrote it to you. It's beautiful if it, isn't, if it isn't so self-centered. If it, It's beautiful if it makes it seem like you don't give a shit about your organization and your team. That's when it's beautiful. I mean, we talk so much about people to look up to, leaders who young people should want to model themselves after. Work, work ethic, yes. Great man in the community, yes. Great person off the court, yes. But when it comes to being a natural-born leader, I don't know, man. He leads in a lot of ways, a lot of great ways. But I just am starting to feel like, you know, this man is good enough to get you there every single year. He literally is a difference maker. He takes teams from lottery teams to playoff teams. But there's got to be a reason why his record in the finals is so low. It's got to be. And the only thing I keep wrapping my head around is, I just don't think he's the greatest of leaders. And when other players in the league, like a Kevin Durant, comes out and says, No one really wants to play with LeBron. I don't want to play with LeBron. It's not easy to play with LeBron. When a guy like Kyrie leaves Cleveland because he doesn't want to play with LeBron anymore, regardless of the cute little conversations they're having now, those are indictments on LeBron James. And that's my point. I don't think there's ever been a time in history where nobody wanted to be on the same team as Michael Jordan. I don't think there's ever a time in history when no one's ever wanted to be on the same team as Tom Brady. That, ladies and gentlemen, that is the greatest of all time. I'm sorry. And you can can blow me up. You can call me an a-hole. But if I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame, I'd rather be in the Hall of Fame as a guy that won a multitude of championships and there's a debate around my name on whether I should be in the Hall of Good or the Hall of Fame. I'd rather be that guy than uh, one of the top three, two greatest players of all time. I'm not talking about LeBron here, I'm just saying. One of the top two or three greatest players of all time in my position. But never won a championship and always had the conversation around my name. About what type of locker room guy I was. What type of guy I was. When it came to being a teammate. Came to being in the media. Came to being. With one. Maybe two organizations my entire career. And not because. I'm a player making a player's decision to go get paid. Or making a player's decision to go play with those superstars. No, no, no. Because of a, a situation like a guy like Tio, Dude's a hall of famer that has the most negative connotation to his name in the entire world. I don't want to be that Hall of Famer. I'd rather be the guy that's debated as not being good enough over the course of his career but has championships and was a fantastic teammate than be the guy that was the greatest of his position but has a terrible name and does not have the full respect at all times of everybody in his organization. And I'm not saying LeBron James doesn't not get the respect he deserves. He does. But my point being is how can we continue to talk about how this man is the greatest basketball player of all time, or excuse me, one of the greatest athletes of all time, whatever it is, but yet every single time he's on a team, a head coach is going to get fired because he doesn't want him there. Every single time a team's losing that he's on, it's not LeBron James' fault. No, no, no. It's the team's fault. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but whether Bill Belichick's a talker or he's not, every single time something happens to the New England Patriots that's not positive, eh, so, you know, once in a blue moon, I'm sure, Bill Belichick owns up to it. You know, I got to coach better. We got to game plan better. We got to scheme better. We got to be better. Starts with the coaching staff. That's it. He doesn't fire everyone, he doesn't get a whole new team. Hell, he might not even blow anybody up. He might just put it all on him. To me, When I talk about greatest of all time, that matters. That matters. And for me, watching LeBron James, and I know his decision to go to the Lakers was based on his career after basketball. I get that. But it doesn't give him the right to not care. No, ever, would you see some of the greatest athletes of all time walking into a game that they're not playing in with a glass of wine in their hand, knowing that they're going to be on TV, whether they're doing other things or not. Whether they're taking advantage of the fact that they're the greatest of all time, or possibly one of them, and they're not playing that evening is a different conversation. But to put that out there, to have that scene, to know, to openly get out of your car with the wine in your glass, walk, and no, no, you knew, he knew. You don't think he didn't know? Oh, oh, yeah. No, oh, shoot, I completely forgot. This glass of red wine's in my hand. What? See, that to me, that's a self-centered individual. I don't like that. That that bothers me. You go on Instagram and congratulate yourself, dude? Come on. We're talking about you as the greatest basketball player on the planet right now. In the world. Possibly ever. You don't need to go on Instagram and thank yourself. That's not what we want to teach kids growing up. Hey, kid, Anytime you do something great, feel feel free to be selfish. Hey, anytime you're the best guy on the team, make your own rules. Do things different, all right? I'm all about the guy that LeBron James is off the court. I'm all about the things he does for the community. I am all about the message he has politically. I'm all about the platform that he is trying to use to create change and sitting down and talking about the things that he had to go through in his life growing up in Akron, Ohio to get to where he is. I'm all about those things. But when I when it comes to putting him in that category of greatest of all time, for some reason, it's blurred for me with him because of those actions. I, I don't know why. I just don't feel like I should be seeing that from the greatest player of all time. And the last argument I'm going to make here it's about Mariano Rivera because I've heard so many people say, "Oh, Mariano Rivera is a closer." How can Mariano Rivera be the first guy that unanimously voted into the Hall of Fame? He was a—he's he, a closer. He doesn't even—he's not a starter. He doesn't throw every game. He doesn't throw all the time. He only—he might only throw twelve pitches in a game. You know, people's. Everybody, everybody knew Mariano was going to be a Hall of Famer. It was just a matter of how many percentage points he got. And you know what everyone decided on that was a baseball writer? who I could go on a whole other podcast and rip those dudes because I just don't believe that those are the guys that should be voted either way. Either way, it's a whole other conversation. You know why Mariano was a the first unanimously voted player into the National Baseball Hall of Fame? Anyone know? Anyone know? Oh, it's because he was such a good human being. Because he earned the respect of every single reporter every single organization member in the New York Yankees, every single teammate he played for, every trainer, every janitorial staff, every single person that came in contact with Mariano Rivera, fans, teammates, umpires, players in the organization, workers in the organization, other teams, every single one of them had nothing but respectful, positive things to say about Mariano Rivera over the course of his career. Never once do we have a debate about Mariano Rivera being self-centered, not being a team guy. You know, there's a story, and go listen to the podcast with Dana Cavalier because he gives some insight into why and how those Yankees teams were so good, but Mariano Rivera Walks right into the locker room after he blew the save in 2001. He put it on him. He didn't walk in there and say, well, you know, man, if my offense would have scored more points, you know, if I had, you know, better surrounding cast, you know, if I had a a better coach. He didn't go get Joe Torrey fired. He didn't go to the front office after that in the offseason and try and change his roster. He didn't do any of that. None of it. He took the blame for blowing the game and losing the New York Yankees that World Series. Took the blame, 100%. There were 24 other outs recorded before that point. Eight other innings played in which his team could have done something. 27, actually, for his offense at that point in time because it was a home game in Arizona. Mariano didn't blame anybody. He walked through the doors, said, guys, that's on me. At the hardest moment probably of his lifetime to go in and say that. That's what I'm talking about, LeBron James. Humble. Be humble. Because your story and what you've done in your career will go so much farther. If you just get that self-centered animal out of there and allow the greatest of all time conversation allow the fans the media the people debating it allow them to put you on the pedestal allow them to anoint you the greatest of all time and just lead whoever it is in the NBA young players, insert person you can affect here. Just lead them. Give them the baton. Lead them the right way so that when you do leave this great game, somebody else like yourself can come along and continue to affect the game in a positive light. But by dividing teams and doing some of the selfish things that you do, it is very, very hard for some of the common people to love you. And I know it's not our, its not your job to care about what the common person thinks. But if you care enough to put an Instagram post on your Instagram about how you're the top five scorer of all time with Michael, Kobe, Karl Malone, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, then you do care enough about what everybody thinks about you and where they label you as the greatest of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, it is, it's is—it's always a blast with you on Rome Solo Friday, Dab. But, you know, for some reason today, this one this one fires me up even more than usual. And I want your opinion. I want you to get me on the social media at Dab Podcast. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Dab Podcast at gmail.com, DabPodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can get the Dab Podcast. Give it a five-star Lock and load. Let us know what you want to hear on the show. All right. Hey, listen. I am Andrew Romanel. This has been the Rome Solo Friday Dab Edition 42. You know, you can catch us in the midweek on Wednesday with my man, Anthony Rinaldi. Until then, enjoy the weekend, folks.